what's going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. My very last episode of 2017 was called A Year in Review. It was a really honest look at what had happened during that year, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the lessons, all that good stuff. The overarching theme of that entire episode was mindset. The fact that I chose to commit to a daily and regular mindset practice in 2017. And that practice, the dedication to that practice, developing the muscle to show up every single day to train my mind to create the results that I wanted to see in my business is exactly why I know that my business revenues tripled from 2016 to 2017. Those results is exactly what I want to give to you, which is why I created a totally free seven-day mindset challenge. This challenge is going to be the perfect jumpstart for you to start developing your own daily mindset practice. And it's yours completely free. So go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash seven day mindset challenge. The business of your dreams starts in your mind. Julie Neal is a total sweetheart. She started her business and podcast, Mother's Quest, in 2016 so she could talk about and support fellow moms who were looking for a more epic life. During this live coaching session, we do a deep dive into how Julie can do a better job of monetizing her podcast and community. She's aware that she's at the beginning phases of this. At the time that we recorded, she had just brought on her first paying private clients, and she's prepared for a year of experimentation. But she feels like that there's something that she's not seeing. So I walk her through a few specific exercises that help her get clear about what she has to offer that provides value to her mothers and how she can translate that into helping her create a financial goal that she has for December 1st, 2000. 18. And P.S. It's worth noting here that Julie has one of the best and most touching ways that she monetizes her podcast. It's called a dedication and it's brilliant. There are a few tools that I've used for many of my private coaching clients that I discuss here with Julie to help her through this process. And one of them is the decision-making matrix, which is a super powerful spreadsheet that I use to help my clients get really clear about what they have to offer. And I am making that available to you completely free. It's available at bizwomenrock.com forward slash decision. And that link will be in the show notes for this episode. The final conclusion that Julie and I come to is this. She already has everything she needs to go. So sit back and enjoy this live coaching session with Julie Neal. Julie, what's going on, girl? Hi, Katie. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yay, me too. Oh my gosh, it's been a long time coming. I've been so excited. I got to tell you, I love, as much as I love interviews and I love doing solo episodes, these live coaching sessions have a special place in my heart. They are so fun and just so energetic. And um, I couldn't be more excited to have you here to do one. 
Well, I feel really honored to have been selected. What a <laughs> gift. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I got to tell you. So for those of you who don't know what my selection process is when I actually put out an application to get on a live coaching call is I really try to make sure to have kind of a, a wide range of different issues or challenges that everyone's experiencing so that you know we're not getting like five of the same coaching calls that are all dealing with the same thing. And there are issues that I think and challenges that I think that a lot of other business women are having. So take a second to give us a little bit of a snapshot about who you are, what your business and your podcast is all about, kind of what you're doing. And then I'll kind of ask the question about what we're focusing on today. Sounds good. So I am first and foremost a mom to two boys. In my podcast opening, I say I have two high energy boys who challenge me to grow into my best self. And that is always <laughs> You're such true. an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It is happening all the time. Uh, I'm also a life and leadership coach and I'm a facilitator. And um, coming on a year ago, well, so September of 2000. 16, I officially launched as an LLC Mother's Quest, which is a passion project and for-purpose venture that has been many years in the making. And on December 1st, I launched the Mother's Quest podcast, which is the first piece of a very large vision that is kind of living the most fully in the world. And I launched it as a birthday present to myself on a big milestone birthday. Love it. And and so I'm, you know, coming up on December 1st, another birthday, a personal birthday, but also the first birthday of the podcast. Wow. So I'm in a really reflective space right now, which makes this strategy session perfect about, you know, where I've come in the last year and what I've built and what feels really solid and strong. And then the places where I know I need to focus and grow in the coming year. Okay, so let's get a little bit more specific about that. How can I best help you today? What can we focus on to help you leave this session with some clarity about some things with a, with a clear action plan of what you want to now go and do? Yes. So uh, Mother's Quest, this vision I have is three components that I want to support moms who are on a quest to live what I call an epic life through inspiration, coaching, and community. And I feel like I've got some of the inspiration and community part down. Coaching feels like it's just starting to gain some momentum. I think when I submitted my request to you, I said I hadn't yet uh, even accepted my first paying client. And that has changed in the last month. I'm getting Yay! ready to launch. Yay! <laughs> getting ready to launch my first uh, Mother's Quest Circle. And I have done a couple one-on-one -on -one sessions. So I feel like there's some movement there. But in general, I still don't feel like I have a comprehensive plan for monetization. Got like it. I, this feels like a passion project. It's you know a part of fully integrated literally into every part of my life. It's not something that's going to go away. And there's so many pieces I've built that feel really right. But the, the bigger vision about how this starts to really make money, because at the end of the day, I want to be able to invest in the things that really matter in my own learning, for my family, but more importantly, even for other women who are mothers who also have passions that they want to turn into um, you know, projects that can make a difference in the world. Someday I'd love to be able to support that. So I got to get this plan for earning some money going. 
Got it. Okay. So let me start off with, because you mentioned that it's been a year, you know, you're about to celebrate your one-year birthday. um, And we can use this timeline of a year in the making as a great milestone. Before I ever like making suggestions or giving ideas on what path we can go down, I always want to make sure I'm very, very clear on what kind of a milestone moment might be for you because otherwise I'm just given a ton of ideas and we're not really going anywhere. Maybe it's not really where you want to go. So what would you envision your business or just even like life as it's as your business is integrated into it? What does that look like on December 1st of 2018? Yeah, I I think I would love to just see that there's income coming in you know, that it's starting to thrive. I'd like this year to also be a year of experimentation. So I don't feel like I have to have it all figured out. But whereas the first year was really building my own voice and felt like it was building the platform and the community, I do want this year to start to move into more implementation of ways to help more people, help more moms, but in doing so, bring resources in. So I would just love to feel like there's just a flow of resources coming into Mother's Quest, which would also mean that there's a flow of support and ways that um, Mother's Quest is helping many more women than it is right now. That may uh, be too big for you. I don't know. Not at all. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to get more clear. However, <laughs> I love it. here's what I love about what you just said is that you, you very clearly see that sales is service and more income and abundance, finan- financial abun- abundance come in when you show up to do the job of offering the support and the resources and the programs and the actual tangible things that people really that your ladies really want and get value out of. I just I love that you're already there that you can see that parallel because that helps you see as we brainstorm on some ideas on how you can do that 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 always keeps that in the center of the conversation which is how am I serving? How am I serving? How am I doing this in a way that's in line with me and who I'm serving, right? So I love that. That being said though, I'm a very big believer that when your money is vague, then your income is going to be vague. Or when you're, you know, when your offerings are vague, then your income is going to be vague. When anything is vague, <laughs> then the money flow coming to you is going to be vague. So here's what I would ask you. If you could put a number on what that would be by December 1st, 2018. And I do this very cautiously. I don't want you to put too much stake or meaning in this number, but it's important to have a number so that you know what you're going towards. Because I don't know what thriving really means to you. I don't know what income into my family really means to you. And there's it doesn't need to mean anything in relation to anyone else. It just me- needs to mean something for you. So... If you, if I were to ask you, what does that mean monetarily for your business? What kind of income do you want to have generated by December 1st, 2018? What numbers come to mind and what does that mean? Yes. Oh, I do really struggle here. Like even just to put the numbers out, it feels, I, I notice I have internal resistance. <laughs> Uh, but I, lo- I love that you're being so honest because honestly, I think everyone does. But this is a, I, I'm going to force you into this moment because if you don't say it, then you're going to manifest a whole lot of awesome stuff. And it's, you're going to be angry that it, there's no financial connection to it. Right. Or, it's, or, you know, like, okay, it brought in $100 versus the $5,000 that you actually really do want to bring in from this. You know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't, again, do this cautiously because it doesn't have to have meaning behind it. It just needs to be a number. Okay. So two numbers came into my mind. The first number that came into my mind was $100,000. Okay. 
But then I immediately went to, why is it that I'm holding that number, which is such a huge leap from where I am right now? And is it maybe just some external, you know, a sense of what it should be? Um, so then the next number that came to me is 50,000. Okay. And that feels, that does feel more um, attainable without, you know, remembering that I'm still very present in my kids' lives and this is not a full-time job. Although, I, you know, I'm probably spending more like full-time hours, but it's meant to be something that I can do while I'm also, you know, showing up at carpool and taking my kids to basketball practice and mm-hmm. all of those things. So... So let me ask you this question. On December 1st, 2018, if you have brought in $50,000 worth of revenue and we're talking we're talk we're not talking profits, we're not talking net revenue, we're talking, you know, just general revenue that's coming in, would you feel good about that? Would you feel like, "Yes, I did something. This was awesome. I'm, you know, pat on the back for me." I don't think I would feel like I've hit it out of the park, but I think I would feel really, you know, like this is really solid movement. Yes. And I would feel like it would be a launch point for the next year, which in my mind, year three of this, I really want to start moving from experimentation to a little bit more feeling like, okay, I see the picture now. Yep. Wanting to have a, a more solid strategic plan by the end of year three. Love it. Okay. So my recommendation here... Uh, well, actually, let me first ask you this question. How would you feel if you hit the $100,000 mark by December 1st, 2018? How would you feel? I think I would be totally inspired and um, I would just feel like very solid. Like I can really, I would have even more faith that this big vision I have could be realized. Love it. Okay. So I want you to hold both of those feelings in front of you. And what I want you to do after this call, you don't have to do it now, but I want you to do after this call is I want you to really write down a number that is a happy place for you. I'm laughing to myself on the other end of this microphone because every single businesswoman that I know, myself included, feels that ambitious pull of, I want more. I want to shoot for the stars. I want to, sh-. you know, what, what's the saying? Like, I want to shoot for the moon and, and you'll land on a star. Right. So I'm simultaneously a believer in going big. And I'm a believer in sort of finding that little happy place that is still, for lack of a better term, at the lower end of the totem pole that still makes you feel like I proved something to myself and this was really awesome. It felt good. So what I'm going to ask you to do is go find what that number is. Okay. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead you actually through a little bit of an exercise that I did at at the 2016 Biz Women Rock Retreat because this was exactly that it hits home on every point that you're looking for. So the very first thing I want you to do is tell me what packages you currently offer. What are your current offerings? Ways that you generate revenue? Okay. So the very first thing that started to generate some revenue is related to the podcast. And I feel like there's room for this to become more impactful. The idea of, you know, my listeners are still growing. My numbers are not huge, but it's an amazing community of people who are listening. And I didn't feel like sponsorship in the traditional sense would make sense at this point. It also didn't feel aligned. So what I came up with, which I absolutely love, um, is that every episode is dedicated by somebody who sends me a one to two minute audio of a mother that they want to dedicate the episode to who has inspired them in some way. And sometimes it's their own mother and sometimes it's a friend or a mentor. And then I ask that person to make a contribution to Mother's Quest in an amount that is meaningful to them. 
So I love that. That just gave me goosebumps. That is such a brilliant idea. So on average, how much is that per episode? I would say, so it has really, there's been a huge range. Like the highest was 600 for an episode and the lowest has been 25. Okay. I'd say the norm is somewhere between 40 to 100 an episode. Okay. That's great. That is really awesome. And you have a lot of potential there to really blow that up a little bit more, right? I do. I think if I write, you know, there's this challenging thing of asking somebody who maybe has the means to contribute a little bit more. I don't usually tell them what to contribute. So that's also tricky. And I don't know if maybe I get a little bit more, give people more of a range or there's some room to improve that. But in general, I absolutely love it. It's one of the favorite parts of my episode. And I've also started strategically inviting people who relate somehow to the purpose of that episode. Yep. So there's been a lot of just really lovely connection with those. Love that. Okay. Awesome. That's number one way of earning revenue. Got it. And by the way, just for clarity's sake, uh, how often do you release a show? So I did a... I'm in season two. My first season I was releasing weekly, but season two, I've started going every other week. So there's that. Um, Then I have one-on-one signature coaching offers, which are really meant to be one-time standalone, but they could certainly lead into an ongoing coaching relationship. I do something called a milestone rite of passage coaching session, which is for mothers who are on the threshold of a new chapter so that they can really slow down and reflect and think about, you know, what is this period of my life that is coming to a close? What do I want to carry forward? What do I want to leave behind? What's the vision ahead? And then what are some strategic steps I can take to move me toward that vision? What is that called? It's called a milestone rite of passage coaching session. And is that just one session? It's just one session. Um, It's an hour and a half. For people who are virtual, we also end helping them we sort of co-create together what a ritual could be that they could do where they are mm-hmm. to really seal that experience of that of moving into the next chapter. And for people who I'm with locally, I often do it as a hike. So we sort of climb a summit and stop at the top and reflect. Um, and there's, you know, we get to do that in person, which is great too. Love that. Okay, cool. Got it. That's one signature offer. The second one is something that I call an epic life strategy session. And I think if you were on my website, you saw that epic is also an acronym mnemonic for the Mm -hmm. guideposts that I think help us to live an epic life when we're raising our children. And in my podcast episodes, I go through these guideposts with my guests and they talk about how those guideposts are living for them. So I've realized that so many of my guests are getting so much clarity and value from this process of reflecting on the guideposts that it would make a great standalone offer as well. And so I've started doing those also in a 90-minute session where we go through each of the guideposts and what's working, what do you want more of, what do you want less of in your life, and then identifying again a few strategic areas that you really want to focus on to live a more epic life. Got it. Okay, cool. What are the price points of both of those sessions? So right now, those are both $250. Okay. All right. Gotcha. All of this is sort of introductory prices. I'm thinking more pilot prices. But I do also always, this is a challenge, which you may be able to help me with, struggle with how can I make sure that this becomes more viable, in which case I would want to be charging more for those sessions. I think there's value that could warrant more and still make it something that's accessible Mm -hmm. for, you know, many women. That's a real value of mine. 
So okay. there's a little challenge there. Then I'm just getting ready to launch what I'm calling a Mother's Quest Circle, which for this first pilot round is four sessions that happen every three to four weeks in a group of uh, no more than eight. I'm doing the first one in person in the Bay Area, but I will be doing them virtually as well. And it's really leading us through a process of identifying some ma- major action that we want to take in our lives and epic action, you know, through the process of reflecting together and some group coaching. I'm also going to be sharing some coaching skills that we can all learn and use to support one another, but also then the participants can take into their own lives and, and work in the world. So through that four-month process, they'll go and complete whatever it is they set out to do. And the last session will be coming back together to celebrate and reflect and capture the learnings from it. Got so it. there's that. And that right now, the pilot price is three ninety five dollars for the in-person sessions. Okay. Got uh, it. The other thing I have is that, um, and this got clear to me, is that I'm also, I still have clients, organizational clients for the work I did before I created Mother's Quest. So I see that also as an opportunity where are the places where I can bring my same set of skills and all that I'm learning through Mother's Quest yep. and be able to step into organizations or companies and um, be paid as a consultant to do this work. Got it. Generally speaking, how is there kind of a basic amount that you're getting paid either per hour or per project? Is, that, is there any level of consistency on that? I think that I could plan for at least like 2000 a month coming from that. That's current? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. So that's kind of bringing in more of my past work. Right. Um, so the reason why that's a higher number is because that's more established work. Right. Well, and that's what I would consider in any anyone else's model really is being like freelance work. So it's exactly what you said. It's taking your skill set and it's sort of doing it in a way like you're already doing it sort of like the day job, if you will. You know, like you're already doing it. You're earning revenue from it. Not, you know, if you could snap your fingers tomorrow, you probably wouldn't be doing it. You'd be doing all of Mother's Quest stuff. But right now it provides a great income. And so how can you how can you look at it with gratitude and and see it as a part of your income and look at it through the lens of how you can better your journey of mother's quest. So love that. Okay, cool. So there's bye. one so there's a couple pieces that I feel like I've been thinking about but are not bringing in money yet. And this is where it would be great to also get your sense of I, I mentioned in my application to you that I feel like there's a missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, so one is affiliate income, you know, where the the things and the places where I'm like, you know, you and I, we're, we both were gushing about Zoom. Yes. Um, so I use Zoom for my podcast interviews and for my coaching and, you know, I could become an affiliate and then share that more freely. You know, what are the, all the very many places of products or services that I value that I could share? I think for the numbers of people in my community right now, it's not likely that that's going to be a big money generator, but it seems like it's something, it is part of what should be in the picture. Then the other thing is that one of the things that is a real 
I think is a gift and a way that I'm really contributing to my community is I have this ability to find, to get in touch with like, what are common challenges? And I, I figure that out by, by noticing what's a challenge for me, because I figure if I'm feeling challenged in this way, then there are other mothers also feeling challenged. And then who is, you know, who are the amazing women out there who are also mothers that are further ahead on the quest in this area of expertise and how can we learn from them? So I've done that really effectively by bringing people onto the podcast. But then these people also have amazing ways that they support people in more meaningful ways. And I've been thinking there's something about how can I partner with some of them and do maybe... Is it either that they do a program and I am just an affiliate and some of my community members participate that way? Or is it something deeper that's really more of a partnership? Because the other thing that I, I bring that I think is helpful to people is a willingness to be very personally reflective and open yeah. and kind of lead the way. Like, okay, I'm the, I'm the first one learning and growing in this area and from this expert. And you can help hopefully find some inspiration and some guidance by kind of peeking into my own experience as I'm growing. Right. Got it. Okay. So the reason I'm getting very practical with all of these different ways of monetizations, either the ones that you currently have or the ones that you think might be possible, is because in practical terms to get from, okay, where I am now to this financial number that I want to hit by December 1st, 2018, it literally is an equation. It's literally plotting stuff out on a calendar in a spreadsheet over the course of... For you, it would be 11 months, you know, uh, January through November really of 2018. And starting to play, and it, it takes a little, it definitely takes some brain juice. Okay. So, what I would recommend, and I'm happy to send this to you and for you listening, I'm going to actually put both of these tools that I'm talking about as totally free downloadables in the show notes. One being the decision making matrix, which, help, which is basically doing what I'm doing here. Like, what are my pro- current programs and products? And what, what ones am I possibly thinking of? And uh, you end up like giving them a rating based on a couple different criteria, meaning like what is the quickness to market? Is this something that, for example, coaching or even your circles, like you can kind of like put just send out an email or put a post in your group. And like for the most part, you don't, there's not a lot of back end stuff that has to be set up for that, you know, versus like an actual like online course, let's say that requires a little bit more time to be able to go back and engineer that. So it sets on that, like how much do I love this on a scale of one to 10? Like how much do my ladies actually need this? Like, do I think that this is really a need? So it allows you, and then once you shuffle, like everything's getting a score. So once you shuffle, it allows you to see very objectively, like, where should I put my energy? Where should I put my time? And for right now, in for you, what sounds to be very important is for you to get an immediate communication back to you that what you're doing and putting the gas on is working. And so because you're willing to have a year of experimentation, which I think is very, very smart on your part, then this allows you to say, okay, this coaching program, the circle, you know, uh, putting the gas on the podcast dedications, I'm going to go forth with all of that stuff very strategically. But those three things are going to be my focus instead of these other 10 ideas that I have because those those got rated higher, uh, which means that I love them. They're, they're fairly quick to get out to the marketplace, that they have a high potential for income, like all that sort of stuff. And then it allows you to give yourself a lot of grace for not working on everything and not throwing spaghetti in the wall and 
get you focused on just a couple of things to start putting out there. The second thing, the second tool that I have is like a financial spreadsheet. And I've upgraded this a couple different times. But the one that I will go ahead and put here is a free download and I'll send to you, Julie, is basically then taking those programs and plotting them out over the course of a year. And the practice of doing this... Again, I want to make sure that it's super clear. It's not about the money. It's not about that number. It's just about the creative juices that start flowing when you start saying, Okay, in order to make $100,000, how many coaching clients would I need to have over the course of a year? Or how many, you know, I could do how many of these sessions? And what happens when you start brainstorming on that is maybe I could do like a series of sessions. Maybe instead of just one session, maybe I'm realizing that that's like a lot. This is what kept coming to my mind. My first recommendation for you would be to start rethinking and reorganizing how, what kind of sessions you're offering in these private coaching because, it, and this has 100% to do with who your women are, what do they really need? And is one session enough to service them in a really impactful way? My guess is that they're left wanting more even though they they may or may not know it yet. And so my guess is like, yeah, they feel all inspired and they are like, yes, I've got these great tools. But there's something called follow-up. And how do I make sure I'm actually doing that? And how can I make sure that I stay inspired 3 weeks after my session? So there's a lot of potential there to elongate your programs to make a package that makes the best sense for their success. That has the added benefit of being able to be higher ticket items, which then you can break down into a couple different payments if you want to make it work that way. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think, you know, in an ideal world, I envision those one time sessions that I mentioned as a springboard for a 90 day. I've been thinking about 90 days just because that seems to be enough time to see some movement, but not such a long term commitment. I would love in an ideal world for those to convert to people that say, let me now continue to work with you. Beautiful, beautiful. And so just as a confirmation for this, many times I have a 90-minute strategy session that 90% of the time, 99% of the time acts as that, Oh my God, Katie, this was amazing. I need to work with you more. And what do you now have? And so that's when I can say, Great, here's this 90-day thing or 12-week session or you know, however long that is. So that's a perfect description of what is possible. But keep in mind that it, it doesn't have to look like anything other than what your ladies truly need. And it's your job to package that appropriately so they can digest that. They can understand what that is. So let me circle back around from that suggestion to why taking the time to plot this on a spreadsheet, a financial spreadsheet is very valuable because all of a sudden it will start helping you get some creative ideas on maybe how you can change up packaging and like what a price it's going to force you to have to put down price points what's on this spreadsheet is like okay what's this package or program or product or thing that i have and there's space for you know 10 plus of them on there so you could get as creative as you want and then you have to put a price point and how many units make up that price point or whatever that is and then it literally adds up so you could let's say for the month of january you could say great how many of these package sessions do i think that i could really get Okay, I think I could do four. Okay, cool. And then how many of these Epic Life Strategy sessions do I think I could get? Okay, I think I could do two of those. Okay, and then that will sort of parlay itself into the circle. So for February, I can maybe start the circle. Like it starts mm -hmm. to tell a whole story and it starts to give you the freedom 
to start plotting stuff out accordingly. And the great part is, is you're not tied to any of it. That, meaning you could change it around a lot. You could deliberately have some stuff set up for Mother's Day around May. You know, like you can start getting really creative with timing and what parlays into the next thing. I recommend spending like an hour of intense time on this. But that being said, I recommend that you walk away after an hour because truth be told, you're not going to know what's going to happen next year in Q3 or Q4. And so the best that you could do is like just start the process and then get super clear on Q1 and Q2. I would recommend both of those things. Again, I will send all of that stuff to you just because it will help parlay and help you brainstorm those ideas of what could be possible. Now, it sounds like you have a couple of things. And by the way, once you say, okay, for January, February, March, here's how many of these things I could, I think I could do. Here's how many of these things. And if I launch a circle around this time, you know, here's how many women I want to have in there. That becomes a foundation of your marketing. Because all of a sudden, you can see like, okay, well, I'm going to launch the circle in February. So that means what do I need to do in January in order to get people interested, in order to get people knowing about these circles? And what could I do? What could I have on my podcast that would parlay perfectly into the circle? What could I talk about in my group? Could I create some sort of a masterclass talking about the benefits of this? So it gets it gives you such a good grounding starting point for how to market versus spaghetti marketing, right? Versus like, right. oh, like, I have to create ads and do this and put this on the page and send out emails. Like, no, you have to do marketing that's appropriate for your ladies and appropriate for your programming. I love metaphors. So tell me a little bit more about what spaghetti marketing is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of assume that, that everyone sees that in their head the way I do. So that <laughs> might not always be true. Sp- you've ever heard the term like throw spaghetti on a wall? Yeah. And see what sticks. Yes. So spaghetti yeah. marketing in my mind is like, let me just try everything like I quote unquote should be doing because right. that's what everyone says I need to be doing. And that's what I see everywhere versus strategic marketing, intelligent marketing, yeah. marketing that is 100% in line with your programs, with your offers, with your value that you're giving. And you're backing into the perfect actions of marketing that speaks directly to who would most benefit from those programs. Does that make sense? It does. I can't tell you how... If you go back to just about every single life coaching session, that is typically what we're doing, which is like, (laughs) let's create a marketing strategy that actually is in line with who you are, what you have, and who you're best for. So you know, we started this conversation by you saying like, I think something's missing. I think you have everything in front of you. Honestly, I really think you do. I think the reason that it feels vague right now is because it's not written down and it's not in front of you. And you haven't really plotted out how and why and when you're going to do it. And by the way, as a little block, we... I'll speak for myself. We often keep it vague because it means we don't actually really have to take action on it, which means it can't fail. Uh Mm -hmm. So this (laughs) this forces you to get it down on paper and then to start building a marketing campaign. And please don't get overwhelmed or intimidated by that term marketing campaign. I'll give you a super quick idea about how easy that could really be for one option here. It allows you to then say, Okay, well, when am I going to do that? And how do I speak about that? And how do I share that? So one thing, the podcast dedications are just ridiculously brilliant. So I don't know where you got that idea. It's one of the smartest how to monetize my podcast ideas that I've ever heard. I've never heard it before. Love that idea and that you attach it to so... And it has so much meaning. It's worth looking into how you can pour a little gasoline on that. Meaning an immediate suggestion that I was thinking of was 
for instead of just saying, you know, donate what you can, you could have suggested prices so that you can sort of bank on that a little bit more. So it's 100% up to you on what those suggested prices are. It could be if somebody's going to go to donate and you have a drop down that's like $25, $50, $100, $250, like have preset donations so that you can sort of better uh, rely on whatever that is. Okay. So that's just an immediate tweak that you can make. And again, getting this stuff in front of you, start writing down a list of who would be the best people to do that. It sounded like you were starting to do this already. Like you were being really deliberate about who you were asking to do those things and putting them in line with your shows. Mm -hmm. Keep on... Lean deeper into that. Like... Can those people themselves... Can you have an entire show dedicated to the people who gave and did a dedication? And can you interview those people? Or can can you create a culmination of their... Like, hey, ask them all to say, can you send me a quick audio on why you gave and what that means to you? And then they, you have a whole, a whole episode that basically sort of kicks off a campaign for you that can be a dedication, like a dedication ceremony. Guys, this is a special piece of this program. And here's why we do it. And here... Don't take it just for me. Listen to all the women who have dedicated it and why they did it and what that means. And then you get this really impassioned speech at the end talking about like, if you want to dedicate, here's how to go do it. That is a great way to kick off and put juice on that program. Yeah. So smart. I love that. And yeah. what, it, what it does is it revitalizes the energy of those ladies who did that. And what you could do... I don't know how many ladies have already done this, but what you could do is everyone who then dedicates and contributes money they become the perfect person for you then to now go to and say, Hey, would you like to be a regular contributor to the Mother's Quest community? And here's what that means. And so you could actually go a little deeper by creating some sort of a subscription program. This is sort of like the... Patreon. Yes. It's sort of like a Patreon model. So you can choose to go through Patreon. You can choose to go through resources like Podbean, I think has like a Patreon type of a model as well, like a crowdfunding type of a model. Or you could choose to just do it on yourself by yourself on your own web webpage. But basically, you would come up with like... Like, here's what that means to contribute on a regular basis. And they could be low dollar. It doesn't matter what it is. It just... These are people who want to give and they believe in your cause. And that, that, by the way, should... If it doesn't, I'm going to put this in your face. It it should give you the feedback that you're doing the right things because these women are really fired up about your mission. That's huge. And it's because of the way you're doing it, which is really, really special. So I actually have a Patreon page that I do... I don't promote at all. So I have a lot of that work already laid out. Yeah, I just need to think about what's stopping me from promoting it more and... No. Um, Yes and no. Yes, think about that. But just do it. Just do. Just act. Just act. No. No emotion attached. Just act. As a matter of fact, I would challenge you with... Sometime in the next week, I would challenge you to write a personal email to every single woman who's given and just tell them what that means, that they contribute to this whole movement and how powerful that is. And then ask them if they would be interested in being regular contributors to the movement. And here's what that would entail. And here's what they get from that. I would challenge you to do that as just... You talk about experimentation, girl. This is what experimentation in this next year looks like. Little tidbits. Let me just try this before I set anything up or get way too emotional about it or get way too invested on what could or couldn't happen. Just do it. You've already got women who are ready to hear it. They're ready to receive that message. That was such a perfect example of where I can get myself tripped up. Where I'm yep. like, let me, let me uh, analyze that more. And you're like, no, no, just go do it. Nope. Nope. Uh, I do want to ask you something. First of all, I love all of this. It's really helpful. And I might have stopped you from a few other points you were about to make. That's okay. I would love to hear more of your thoughts about some of the 
ways I contribute, which are around curating amazing mothers doing great work in areas where we're all challenged and also then being willing to be the first one to step forward and say like, I'll learn and I'll share what I'm learning with you. Right. That's the part, the biggest piece that I feel like is missing. I feel like there's something to do with that, but I don't know how to monetize that. Did you have any thoughts about that? A, there are a gazillion ways to do this. I'm going to recommend, I'm going to share with you the way that I do this and um, the way that I see a lot of other businesswomen do this. Doesn't mean you have to take it, but it should at least give you some sort of an idea of how you could possibly do this. So I do exactly that by having created what I call the Biz Women Rock Academy. And within the, it's a paid membership community. Okay. So within the Biz Women Rock Academy, the value that women get when they join is they get specially curated content. And it's different than my podcast. There is stuff that happens every single week. There's some sort of education or event going on within the academy. And the vast majority of all of those events have to do with me curating the best of the best content. While I absolutely do that for my podcast, it is a completely different ramped up version of it. Meaning there there are many times that I'm calling in friends. Like I'm leveraging the hell out of my relationships for this really intimate community. And what I'm also doing is I'm sharing the most intimate parts of my journey with them so that I can... You and I have very similar ways that we lead. We are very much like I lead by example. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm on this journey and I absolutely have gifts to share along this journey because just because of my experiences and whatever, you know, that experience has sharpened for me. And I'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna simultaneously share the highs, the lows, and I'm gonna turn around and share with you the things that worked for me, the solutions that I have found, the things, the tools, the resources, the whatever that is that can be helpful and help you along your journey. So it is a very special type of leadership and one that's a little challenging sometimes to maneuver because there's sort of this like, "Mm, how am I supposed to share about something really crappy that happened last week and still be seen as, as someone who someone wants to invest in for their guidance and their expertise, right? Exactly. So that's kind of a thing in and of itself. But there have been a couple of podcast episodes that have come out previously before this episode that will go a little bit more in depth on how to do that. But I'll address this. So what happens in that academy is A, they get this formal sort of like education that happens every single week. It's either like a masterclass or uh, member case studies where I'm bringing on a fellow member and we're talking about whatever area of expertise, not even expertise, just like something cool that they're doing that they don't necessarily talk about because it's not their business. But they're like opening the curtains behind how they've done something really awesome, right? And so they're willing to share. So we really gain from the collective wisdom of the community. And I am sharing a lot of in-depth insight, not only on my personal journey, but more like this one I just did recently. I was like, okay, I was just on with my social media manager and she walked me through how to schedule Facebook Lives on your page. I recorded the call. Here it is. I figured you guys could all benefit from it. So it's that type of stuff, like special stuff that I would not normally share in the general biz women or community. But mm-hmm. those ladies get the best of the best. And it attracts the women who are most on fire who want that. They want to be part of that special community. There are a gazillion ways that you can make that super special. That's sort of where I feel like those gifts of yours to be able to curate, to be that the curator of that content and the person who is the community leader who makes everyone feel special. I would see like a paid membership community could work out really well for you. Yeah. I'm a part of and have been a part of a few of those and I really value them. I think one of the things I've been tripped up on a little bit is that they typically have 
curriculum, like Mm -hmm. modules created. And I just haven't been feeling that desire to like, I'm sure I could create some meaningful modules, but it feels like a big mountain to climb. Whereas the doing group coaching and creating experts to come in. And I love this idea of highlighting other members of the group and what they're doing that we could all learn from. That would just feel like second nature to me and something I would jump into wanting to do right away. So I think this is where it's like, oh, well, if you're going to have an academy, you have to or you should have modules. No, I, no, I don't think a lot of people have a paid membership site on the other end of delivering like a, a timed course, like a six week course, if you will. That's not always the case. Or they tend to be more like how to tutorial type of, of communities where like the community is sort of a, an awesome, but still a byproduct of the education, the information and how that's set up. So you get to be 100% in charge of what value you really be, bring to that community. So a practical recommendation I would make there is to write down about what you could offer there the features and the benefits like what are the like what do I what experience do I want women to have here why would it be different than than someone who's just listening to my show or somebody who's in my group or somebody who's on my email list like why is it different and special what do right. I have to provide here that's super special why would people join and then what can it be and yeah. then I think once you just I honestly I think once you spend a half an hour on that you've got You've got it. Like you've got what that might be. And I don't see academy. I see like a collective as being part. I love the word circles. Mm -hmm. I actually was thinking that that's what that was. Like a paid membership would be like the circle. But I actually like the collective because that seems a little bit bigger. And And so what you could do is you could put this out there as a pilot program or like your first... I call it for like the founding members. And just do like a super low rate. And you could have it as like a... You know, here's where we get into strategy on whether it should be a one-time payment or whether it should be like you know monthly. And I've done both, honestly, with this academy. I did like a one-time lifetime membership for the first round of people, like the founding members, and then I changed it to a monthly. I changed it back to a lifetime membership, a one-time payment uh-huh. of a life, and then I and then I'm about to change it back to a monthly because I I like that feeling right now. I love you, that. Yeah, you have the power to change it for whatever you want. Yeah. So you can make a commitment to lifetime for some people, but it doesn't mean that you have to do that forever. This is the key ingredient, (laughs) especially... And for you listening, please own this. Please, please listen to me on this. Especially when you're in a time where you're aware that you're experimenting, which by the way, is always, always, I don't care how old your business is, how old or how young your business is, you're constantly experimenting. Please know that you are not stuck with anything that you put out there. And so this is why I'm a big advocate of like launching without a giant launch plan. Like just put it out there and see what happens. And you have the power to change things up and to evolve according to whatever it needs to be. So don't get stuck in it needs to be set up perfectly before I get it off the ground. Just launch it. Do the work to get clear on what it is, what the benefits are, even write down a list of the 10 or 12 or 20 or 50 people who would be ideal for this, who you know personally, who are active in your community and send out personal messages to them saying, I am about to open this up. I would be honored if you would be a founding member. And here's what that means. Yeah. Does anything jump out at you as a price range that would make sense? It all... It has to do with two things. Number one, what you have in there, like what the value really is. Um, Mm -hmm. And two, what kind of the market price is for your ladies. So if you want to talk about monthly memberships, honestly, anything from, you know, like a $27 a month price point to $47 a month to $97 a month, it totally depends on 
who your ladies are, what you're doing in that group and what value, like what is that sweet spot where you feel like it will continue to hold value for them? Yeah. And then if you decide to do a one-time lifetime membership. Yeah. The one that I did is I did to all the founding members, I did $197 for a lifetime membership, which is was crazy cheap. I think I did that to just a small group of people. And then my next round, once they all said yes, that was basically for me. So I could prove to myself that people actually would do it. <laughs> and then the next round, it was like $297. And then it eventually went up to $497 for a lifetime membership. And then I'm about to go to a $47 a month price point. Got it. And I may be asking too many questions. Let's, Let me know ask, let's ask one more question last and then we'll one. go ahead and wrap, wrap it up. The last one would be... Because I like this idea of a lifetime. Like you're just in and you, you'll be in forever. But if it's known that this is a bit of an experiment, how do you walk that line about like, come on in and I'm committing to this. And at the same time, I don't know that I'm going to do it for a lifetime. How did you handle that? Well, that wasn't my vantage point on it. So my vantage point on it was that A, Biz Women Rock has been around since 2014. So I ain't going anywhere. And B, I had provided enough value to my community for them to trust that I was going to create something great. And so I'm a thousand percent dedicated on continually providing something great in that academy. Has it has the academy gone through a couple of evolutions? Absolutely. Might it go through another evolution in this year to come? I think it might. But the point is, is that I am... Because these women have invested in that community, I'm always aware on how it needs to continue providing value for them. And it doesn't always have to mean that that's an academy that could transition into maybe a signature course that they get either for free or for super duper cheap because they were a founding member of the academy. You know, like the point being is that you don't have to know 100% that you're going to be in it forever. What you do need to know is that you're dedicated to doing it and that you're dedicated to showing up and providing value. Most likely, what's going to happen is that the people who say yes to this, who are founding members, a lot of magic is going to happen within that collective. And you're going to figure out how to go a little deeper with what their needs are. Because these are the people who really... They're like the most active of your members. They're the most loyal. So they know, love, and trust you. And like these are the ladies who you're constantly speaking to. Okay. Thank you for that last question. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. I know that we kind of bounced around in a couple different ways, but I feel like we got some solid foundational questions answered as far as how to move forward. My ultimate reflection back to you is you have everything that you need. It's just a matter of getting really clear on how you want to move forward next in this next phase and getting really clear with your programs and what's here already and what's possible, what you've been thinking about. And again, I'll send you the decision-making matrix to help you with that. And getting clear on how that translates into the money and into the revenue for that, that is a super important activity and exercise to do. And again, I'll go ahead and send that to you and put that in the show notes here. Balancing those two and doing both of those exercises just gets you super clear on what you can now do. And now you just get to go off to the races. Yes. I feel really clear. Yay! Yeah, you definitely helped answer some questions for me and just, you know, help all of the pieces hang together. And I can also see where I've been holding myself back. So I'm excited to move forward with your suggestions. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. 
If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine, go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.